The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Jennifer Horgan, uh, columnist with the Irish Examiner, had an interesting piece in today's paper. Jennifer, good morning. Good morning, Jonathan. Now, you are a teacher as well, so you're coming at this uh, from, from two perspectives. So tell us a little bit yeah. about why you wrote it. Yeah, so I suppose we're getting ready for school to start in a couple of weeks. Um, and I've written a lot about <laughs> the attitudes towards teachers sometimes in, in the country. I, I worked abroad for 12 years and when I came back, I was struck by it, um, that there is quite a, a negative attitude out there. Um, often has to do with the long holidays, you know. Um, but I, I think that that really damages the profession. So, um, and in a way, it's just a waste of time. You know, it's, it's, it's kind of not a good use of parents' power and involvement in education. Um, and in the piece, I wanted to highlight what parents actually can do in education that would be helpful. Um, and a lot of that are, is around, you know, looking at things outside of the classroom, um, things like uniforms, use of smartphones, those sorts of issues that parents can actually really make a real difference in um, in their own community. Um, there's a really interesting initiative that's just started up in Waterford um, where principals have come together. I think Brian Barron, Barron the principal, was on um, your breakfast show yesterday talking about it. And basically it's inviting parents to sign a charter um, whereby their children will be given the freedom uh, to not have smartphones in primary school, um, to you know to be protected from video games um, with the wrong you know that are too old for them, um, and it's a voluntary charter, but it's just it's it's empowering parents to actually really get involved in improving the lives of their their children. Yeah, no, um, and, so and, and it's a very thing. positive thing. I, I understand where you're coming from, oh, and, and it's brilliant. interesting that you said this because when I read this this morning. I was reminded of a conversation I had with a former teacher of mine and I said, look, are the kids any different? Um, just, you know, again, with the passage of time and 20 years yeah. since I'd been in the school and his instant reaction was, no, the kids are the same, but the parents have changed uh, and, and they're more likely to load on to the teacher's responsibility that my parents wouldn't have done. But I'm curious as to why that's happened, Jennifer. I know, I'm curious myself. I suppose, look, I'm a parent myself of three kids. Um, I think parents are busier, you know, for the most part. Both parents are working. Um, I think, in general, our society is less authoritarian. You know, the church is, 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 is sort of, is less evident in our lives. And so maybe we don't have the same sort of structures that we once had. And actually, in that vacuum, I think parents need to step up more. And that hasn't happened. And so schools are picking up more and more um, responsibilities, societal responsibilities. Um, and we see that over the summer months. You know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not a big fan of the three-month holidays for secondary schools, simply because I know that for a lot of kids, schools are, you know, the school is their safe place and it's the place where they're looked after. And so, you know, I think schools carry an awful lot um, in terms of looking after young people. And of course, without, you know, mental health, you know, services as well. That's another thing where schools are kind of picking up too much. Um, so I really, instead of the negativity towards schools and towards teachers, we need to turn it into something positive, something proactive. Mm. Um, and it is happening. There's another case I mentioned in the article about a school in Cork where the parents all got together and they decided that the uniforms needed to change. And now they're getting rid of the formal shirts and pants 
like when you think about it, when my dad went to school, that's what he wore outside of school. You know, there was no, it wasn't an odd thing to wear the shirt, the tie, the, the, the trouser pants. It's really odd now. Like children don't wear those mm. clothes anymore. So why, why are they in them? But anyway, so they got together and Jennifer, now they, they've gotten rid of those and they have gen, gender-free, comfortable, affordable tracksuits, you know, with the yeah, press. I've, I mean, I've, I've, I've talked about that before. My school, my, the primary school my kids go to and went to, uh, they did that best thing ever. Honestly, I don't know why any other school exactly. would operate. the, the, the stu- Putting five-year-olds in ties, nonsense, right? And every teacher and school should be open to that. But, Jennifer, I have to put it to you. Teachers can be their own worst enemies because when they hear, when people listen to programmes like this, uh, and they mm. listen to news programmes and then they'll have the teaching unions coming on, objecting to any change in the syllabus, uh, complaining, because let's face it, the teachers' unions, not teachers, but the teachers' unions do complain a lot. They're there to represent their members. That's fine. But they can sometimes be seen as a little belligerent. It doesn't reflect the work in the classroom by any stretch. But, you know, the unions tend to be a lot more negative in the commentary. And as a result, that might bleed through to the parents. I agree with you, Jonathan. Um, I think there is an issue there. You sound somewhat reluctant to agree with me, Jennifer. <laughs> well, I do because, you know, obviously it's uncomfortable. They're, they're obviously teachers' unions. But yes, I, I've been vocal. I've been honest about it that I, I don't I don't align with unions a lot of the time. I think we need a, a lot more change in education. And unfortunately, I find personally that that the unions, you know, block that change too often. Um yeah, that's a cultural issue and I think that's what we see. But I, as you said, it has nothing to do with what's going on in the classroom. So what's really important for parents is to concentrate on their personal relationships with the teachers of their children. If there's a genuine problem, then that needs to be dealt with appropriately, you know, with the school and with the teacher. But the sort of cultural, nationally accepted teachers are, you know, a waste of space, that's just unhelpful. Mm. You know, it's unhelpful to... to to your child mostly because that child is picking up on it and bringing it into the classroom. Well, yeah, and, and, and um, somebody says on Twitter that, that knocking teachers is, is a national sport and I think that there is an element of truth to that. The other side of it is you can't fire a teacher. It's, it's impossible. Um, they'd really have to have made a cataclysmic mistake, cataclysmic mistake uh, for, to, to yes. get them out of the classroom. So good teachers have to share schools with bad teachers and that must rancor as well and a lot of the parental anger is probably focused on that that is and that is I've written about that extensively there's a, there's a lack of a, a, a sort of a process if if a teacher isn't doing their job or you know unfortunately is actually doing quite the opposite there needs to be a clearer path for parents and for children um, to be able to report that and for something to actually be done often because we have schools schools are ultimately run by boards of management at a local level and they're volunteers they're not experts in education and so you'll often have parents just coming up against these boards of management and they've nowhere to go and that is absolutely appalling. We should have high standards and expectations for all our teachers and each individual school. Um, so I'm absolutely aware of that and it's it's awful, it's not good enough. Um, but I suppose, you know, hopefully that's not happening, you know, um, too often in the country. Um, and I just, I just start of September now would just be lovely, you know, if we could really start on a positive footing um, in most circumstances and also think about well, what is my child really struggling with around let's say mobile phones, uniforms, homework, those kinds of things, those policies can be changed if parents you know are interested and proactive and willing to work with the management, the board of management. Um, mm. 
We oh, need more of it. No, hang on a second. Hang, hang on a second. Trying to get parents involved with the board of management. Are you daft? Should no one run? No one runs forward towards those jobs. I mean, that might involve a bit of effort. Uh, God forbid. Uh, and have you ever been involved in in a parents group uh, where you've got maybe fifty, sixty different opinions, and you're trying to reach consensus, and you're losing the will to live? I know. I'm not. I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not saying it is. But if we're going to spend, if we're going to, you know, exert energy uh, complaining about things, so maybe funnel it. And look, it's not for everyone. I, like you know, some people. I, I, I find it very hard to be in long meetings and the likes. But there are people out there who are good at this, um, and we need those people to to step up and um, and lead. Um, I just think parents aren't aware of the power they have sometimes. They really are. They, they're really central because they're the primary educators of their children. They're constitutionally, they have that duty and that right. They can lead change in education. Um, a text on this from Moira. Moira, good morning. She says, teachers lost a lot of respect from parents the way they behaved during COVID. Little or no teaching. They washed their hands of the kids in a lot of cases. But again, that's not every teacher. That Maybe some teachers might have done that. And uh, let's face it, the kids might not have been engaging with the teachers in the way that they probably should have been. It's not all one direction there. Yeah, again, there were bad eggs, but that doesn't mean the, the entire box is ruined, does it? No, absolutely not. I mean, I taught through COVID, my husband taught through COVID, and that certainly wasn't, you know, how we behaved. And I'm sure there are plenty of people listening who would have, you know, contrary stories tomorrow. Um, it's a profession like any other. So, yeah, as you say, you're going to have people who let the side down. But for the most part, I mean, I've been teaching for 20 years. I've genuinely never met a teacher who I felt isn't in it for the young people, you know, their subject and their love mm. of education. Like, they're, they're the people I meet. Yeah, and, and I always make the point that teachers uh, are undervalued. I mean, there there will be young children, four or five-year-olds starting and junior infants, and the relief that you have from handing over your child and the fear that you have from handing over your child, and, and we were lucky to always have extremely good teachers in primary school who looked after the kids, who were points of contact, who went above and beyond and always did, but that's not the exception. That That's the norm. And and particularly younger teachers coming through, the young, educated, uh, well-taught young people who are in classrooms mm. now, we're not valuing them enough. No wonder that they're struggling to fill all the, the the vacancies that are out there. I mean, we, we keep going the way we're doing and using it as a national sport to knock teachers. We're not going to have any, are we? No, and that's, that's what's happening. I mean, I, I do think it's the economic factors. You know, they're, they're really pushing teachers out, but this kind of narrative doesn't help. Um, look we all need to feel valued in our jobs I think it's what pushes us Um, and and, uh, yes and I think to be fair if you have positive relationships with the parents in your class that's that's really what matters Um, but it's nice to hear positivity generally too in the public Mm. Um, well, I think we, in general, I think we could all do a being a bit nicer. And I think even the last few days of commentary around a certain individual whose job was at discussion, we kind of need to remember that there are human beings at the centre of everything and, and, and not just uh, people we can talk about and openly criticise. Look, we leave it there for now. Jennifer Horgan, Irish examiner, columnist and teacher. Thanks very much. Good luck going back now in another, another two weeks' time. They'll all be there waiting for you, Jennifer. <laughs> Take care. Bye. Bye. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.